Hello there, welcome to a very special Transfer Deadline Day Loon Dive brought to you by Minnesota United. Callum Williams alongside former Loons midfielder Jamie Watson. We just had to do one of these, Jamie, to talk about Deadline Day, especially from a player's point of view as well, because in my opinion, at least in my experience, this is the first real time that Major League Soccer has been involved on Deadline Day. We've seen some tremendous deals go for and against the league, which we'll get into later on. But let's dive straight into it. Miguel Almiron, the reported fee was $27 million, which is a league record going out. It's also a record for Newcastle United as well. The fee could rise to $30 million due to incentives. Your initial thoughts on this deal? Let's do a deep dive on deadline day. Uh, Cal, I think it just goes to show that every player in the world has a price. Mm. And I think uh, Almiron hitting that number it's an extraordinary number it's an extraordinary bit of business for atlanta uh miguel came in and did everything that was asked of him as a player helped put atlanta to the forefront of notoriety in mls uh was a wonderful servant to the club in the time that he was here helped lead them to success and then ultimately garnered the biggest transfer fee in mls history outward and also as you mentioned newcastle bringing in a player um He's an incredible, phenomenal talent uh, from all indications, everything that I've ever heard from behind the scenes, a wonderful guy in the locker room. Uh, you can't help but be happy for somebody's success and, and getting to test themselves on the biggest stage in the Premier League. Personally, I hate to see him go because he was an exciting player to watch. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who is a fan of Minnesota United, uh, I'm very happy that he will not be here to hurt us <laughs> anymore. Um, if and when we were to ever meet Atlanta United, then that they're in the Eastern Conference. But uh, I, I think it's just a sign of intent of where the, uh, the league is now is that you can buy players for upwards of $10 million. I think his fee was in that range, anywhere yeah. from eight was the low side I heard, up to 13, bring him, or 11 to bring him in. Um, somewhere in that range, seven figures for a player, and then you can sell him for seven figures at well. Times are changing in MLS, and, and they're big players on deadline day, as you mentioned now. The other thing is as well about this, Jay, is it also it gives the right impression of Major League Soccer, doesn't it, from an international point of view? I think Taylor Twelman may very well have made this point on social media, the fact that you can say to some of these South American players who, who are coming year after year after year to this league, they are flocking to Major League Soccer. And I think a lot of it is because teams like Atlanta United, like Minnesota United, like several teams around MLS, are saying to these players, come here, Play for a couple of years. If you do very well, you're more than likely going to get a chance to go to Europe because before we saw a lot of players going, maybe they'll go to Turkey, maybe they'll go to Lingar, right. maybe, maybe they'll, go, they'll go elsewhere. But now they seem to be coming to Major League Soccer and going elsewhere, which is ultimately a good thing for MLS. Of course, and a player, uh, when you bring him in at a younger point in their career, especially you look at Barco who came here at 18. Yeah. Almiron was 22 when he came here. Mm -hmm. So you start to say that to, to the players when you recruit them, there is a trajectory for your career, and we see ourselves as somebody who is investing in you. Invest yourself wholeheartedly into this because the, the, the talent in this league now, you have to do that. There's no coming in here, skating by for 12, 18 months, and you'll just pass on by. Thanks for stopping in, uh, in the South and Atlanta for a little while. That's not the case at all. You have to fully integrate yourself into the system here in MLS, quickly adapt to it to be able to shine 
like Miggy did, like Joseph Martinez has done, like several other players have done now. But you start to look at these players and you say, this is what can happen if you do. There's no, no bigger advertisement for the league than being able to yeah. say, say we just sold a player for $27 million to the Premier League. Do you want to be the next one, kid? Yeah, I think that's going to turn a lot of heads in the South American region and all over the world, quite frankly. Do you think the same conversation was had with Pity Martinez coming into Atlanta United? I looked no further than, than right there. What, what more recruiting does Carlos Bogonegra have to do if he says, look what we've been able to do with these players so far? You want to be the next one? Pity Martinez, reigning uh, Carnival Player of the Year mm-hmm. uh, for River Plate, just won the Copa Libertadores. I mean, a- incredible uh, start to his career. And now he, you look at it as like he gets to make the jump from River to MLS. Cal, look at what we're saying. From <laughs> River Plate, who have just won the biggest tournament in South America, yep. and we're saying he's making the jump to MLS. To a club that are only three years old, by the way. Yes. And, and you start <laughs> to say, if, if, if a player of that caliber who's known in, in his notoriety around the world is at the height of his career and he is choosing to come here, you start to say, that's one club. Right, that has been able to sign him. That's one player that has had a lot of accolades and success early on in his career at one of the world's most famous clubs. Why can't it be the next player? Why can't it be the next one? I love to, I love to compare it to how Darwin Quintero comes from Club America mm. and he comes here and has so much success. I mean, people don't talk about the bit of business that was done with Darwin. No. The reported fees, look, you and I both don't know the number, but we we know how to check Twitter and we see that it was in the range of, what, a million and a half? Yeah. But Darwin it, Quintero. It, exactly, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, and look, that's that's me speaking as not somebody that is in the know completely of that. But you start to say, that's incredible business. Yeah. You look at Almiron, that 10, 11 million range, flip for 27 million. If you wanted to flip Darwin, which I hope we don't, <laughs> eh, you know what I mean? You start to say, well, there'd be some business being made there. This is It's a lucrative and a smart move for clubs to be doing that. But it all comes down to, do you pick the right players? Do they integrate themselves? And do they put themselves wholeheartedly in this to try to progress in their career? It's a suggestion as well, Joe, that it's now becoming the norm in Major League Soccer where we're seeing this type of transfer happen. Not only players coming from South America, but now we're seeing players coming across from Europe as well. We'll we'll move on to the revolution. They signed uh, former Aston Villa midfielder Carlos Hill the other day. Uh, For me, fabulous player. Saw him many, many times on the commentary gantry and thought he was wonderful. Just perhaps didn't fit in that system at that time because Villa were a team under severe relegation pressure. But then you you look at the other rumours that the revolution seemed to be amongst at the moment. Boyan of Stoke City, ex-Barcelona, Ajax, Roma. You know, these types of players now, simply linking them with Major League Soccer, I would argue five, six years ago, wasn't even in the mindset, but now it seems to be the norm. And if we talk about linking, one, it's because the clubs are actively pursuing these players or putting the financial investment to do it. But also, Cal, think about this. Agents and clubs are using MLS teams also in negotiating ploys. It's not not a joke to say, my player's thinking about going to Major League Soccer. You're going to need to pay more. Or we want a new contract. Or they're driving the price up to other clubs. MLS is at that point where they are being used as leverage. And, And reports are put out that can severely sway the international market for millions of dollars. Better betting. That's a name right there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he is he is a name that's been been thrown out there. And 
That's because agents are probably flying that out there and they know what they're doing and they know that the appeal of that because they draw back to other guys that we've mentioned before. Yeah, well, my player may want to think about going there. So you may need to put a little bit more money up front into his pocket, into my pocket, in the club's pocket, or he'll go there. And then the club's scrambling. Is that what Club America did? Is not what they did? I don't know. I'm not saying they did, but I'm also not not saying they did. <laughs> so before we move on to a couple of other stories around the, the deadline day and MLS teams being involved in it, we have to stress that the MLS deadline in terms of bringing players in isn't until May. So... Minnesota United and several other teams around Major League Soccer can still bring players in. So we'll wait and see what happens there. I'm sure there's going to be a flurry of activity over the course of the next couple of months. Um, One player leaving, which I was desperately disappointed over. Um, We saw it announced. There was rumours for several weeks. Sebastian Jovenko now goes to Al-Hilal over in Saudi Arabia. First of all, Jay, I was surprised at the transfer fee being only $3 million or there or thereabouts. But, But then I understand the other side of it as well. It seems as though he wanted to stay. But from the TFC point of view... They simply wanted to get him off the wage books. And you can't blame them. $7 million is a lot nowadays. And also, it seems as though they've got something up their sleeve as well. Well, and you're you're very astute, Cal, when we talk uh, just in and around training grounds in the office. You're always saying there, there's something more to this. There's, this smells funny. This isn't just a, you know, we don't think he's needed here anymore. Mm. Obviously, clubs, any club in the world would love to have a player like Javinko on their books. But like you said... At what number? Everybody has a number we talked about that they can be bought and sold for. Every number also has a price where players become expendable at. And father time's undefeated. Do they look at a player like Javinko, who's had incredible success, mind you, 83 goals in his time here. Um, I saw some incredible stat he was a part of. I think it was like 145 goals in 142 games. I mean, it's staggering numbers, uh, to steal your word, that you say so much more eloquently than I do. Uh, Just staggering numbers. That's my Cal Williams impersonation. I think uh, what that goes to show is they saw that there's going to be a changing of the guard. And like you mentioned, needing to get that money off the books because what is his value in six months' time in the world market, in 12 months' time, now at 33 years old, soon to be 34 years old is the perception, right? So then you start to say, do you take what you can get now? And and look, he he did not mince words. Go to his Instagram, see his farewell. He was not pleased. He talked about his family wanting to be there for the past five years, a place that they considered home. He wanted to stay, and he felt as though they, they... almost embarrassed him with an offer. Maybe that's me mm-hmm. reading into it a little bit, but almost a borderline disrespectful offer of what they put in front of him for the amount of success he's garnered for their team. He took them from not making the playoffs into what everyone has said in the in the soccer punditry world that they are arguably the best ever MLS team coming off the back of the 2017 season. So you start to wonder, you go, well, does that really show where they're maybe thinking. Ali Curtis, he's gone all in. Yes, he has. Getting rid of him. So you better make good on that or else you're going to have a lot of TFC faithful that are going to be asking the question, uh, hey, why'd you get rid of our favorite player you've ever had for only $3 million? Yeah. Only, quote-unquote, $3 million? <laughs> What a world we live in. Only $3 million. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the player thinking there, Joe? Because, as you said, this was his home. This was his family's home. He didn't want to go, obviously. And, and 
you know, I, I can only assume what the life is like in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure he's going to be earning a, a pretty paycheck. But yeah. I, I can't imagine what this must be like personally for him. You, you've been in situations before when you moved when you necessarily didn't want to. Yeah. So what's what's he going through right now? Well, sometimes sometimes it's the the harshest reality um, because now being on, on the non-playing side of it, I can understand why these clubs make decisions like this. Right. It's never personal, but it is personal. Hmm. Try to tell that to the player, right? Try to tell that to Javinko, who, who came in the prime of his career from Juventus, a player that was on the cusp of the Italian national team, had been playing for the Italian national team, still felt as though playing for TFC could get him in back in with the full national team as well. He invested himself wholeheartedly into this project. He made a pretty penny doing it, so don't make him out to be a saint. He didn't do it for free. He made sure. a lot of money doing it. But the fact he wanted to be here and then the rude awakening of the club saying, no, we just don't want to pay you this much. We think we can get more for less elsewhere. It sucks. I mean, Cal, it sucks. You, you it, it is a harsh reality. Imagine that conversation you have. And then you start to think it's never just you. It's your it's your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's your part, it's your significant other. It's your kids sometimes. It's going to them saying, hey, you know that school that you love so much and your friends that you have? Well, I'm sorry. Dad's got to take you out of it because we now have to move somewhere around the world where we don't speak a language. We may have never been before. We don't know what it's going to be like, but we need you guys to, to do this because it's what's best for my career. You feel selfish doing it. Yeah. But it, it is what's best for his career, and hopefully he's able to set his family up for life. I'm pretty sure... Javinko probably won't have to worry about money too much in his <laughs> life, um, but like you said, Cal, it's it's never it's not personal from the club standpoint, mm. very personal for the for the player standpoint. Just finally, uh, Jay, the one remaining subject that I want to talk about is a transfer that is riddled in mystery at the moment. Oh. No one really seems to know what's oh, going on. Great going. drama. So Luciano Acosta, it broke last night. That so, so I had heard, I have to say, that I had heard a whisper a couple of days ago that he was actually going to go... You always hear whispers. You know everything <laughs> that goes on. He was going to go to a club in England, I was told. I've soon learned that club dropped out and Paris Saint-Germain were his likely destination. That was reported last night. So here's a few things that we've been told things that we have heard on social media and through other various contacts. Catch so, everybody up on the roller coaster ride that was the last 24 <laughs> hours. So there was a reported fee of $11.5 million turned down. I'm sorry, say that again, Cal? $11.5 million. Wow. Turned down by DC United. So first of all, I've got a massive question mark. Really? Really? I mean, look, Acosta is a humongous player for your franchise, but that is a, a huge amount of money to turn down. So I'm, there's a big question mark if that's actually true. The other thing that we heard through social media um, a couple of hours ago was that it seemed as though Acosta, the move was on, he'd even passed his medical, but the coach of Paris Saint-Germain, Thomas Tuchel, said no, he wasn't the one who authorised this move. As a player, Jay... What's going through his mind now? Because he's clearly committed to this. He wants to do it. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. And now the transfer's off. You, you tell me if, if a, the, one of the biggest clubs in the world comes to you and says, hey, there's this opportunity. It appears the fee is there or thereabouts sorted. We have an idea of the number. You think it's this number. Why don't you get on the plane? You come here. You don't get on a plane unless you're sure, by the way. Correct. You just flat out don't get on a plane and go... To, your team doesn't let you go 
it doesn't get out this way where there's smoke, there's fire. It purposely is is reported because this is a big deal. It puts a little bit more added public pressure when it is on to for everybody to cross the T's and dot the I's. He's there in Paris, past the medical, and to find out that this was done by the higher-ups and the coach never actually signed off and the guy who makes the selections on Saturdays was unaware of this and he says that's not my type of player you know thanks but no thanks if it is that reason another reason that's being reported was it over 1.5 million dollar difference i mm. have a hard time believing that yeah 10 percent, 10 15 percent at that point is really the difference but you want to know what it feels like as a player i mean i, I couldn't imagine being acosta and having to get back onto a plane fly back here and just pretend like everything's okay when you were this close mm. to playing for one of the best teams in the world, a team that has the ability to win the Champions League every year, a team that has uh, pretty much a lock on Ligue 1 every season, mm-hmm. playing with Neymar, Cavani, Mbappe, Mbappe, Verratti, the names triple off the tongues, don't they? Yeah. I mean, the who's who of football in the world every single day, Mind you, was he going to play? Was he not going to play? That would have been a whole different discussion. It would, that's a tough team to break into for anybody in the world. Mm. But it's but still an opportunity, isn't there. it? Yeah. And it look human nature now. Now, now I'm going to now I'm going to go completely off the scale of that. How do you expect him to show up to practice yeah. for DC United on Monday morning and go, "Hey guys, it's like nothing ever happened." No. <laughs> no, you, we're not just going to skate by this, mm. that we were this close and something like that happens. It's human nature to be disappointed massively from this. This wouldn't be something you just go, ah, well, it fell through. I mean, I, I'm sorry, and this is no disrespect. This isn't, this isn't a move to second division Germany. Sure. That, ah, okay, well, yeah, it would have been great anyways, but, you know, it would have been, been parallel or, or, or maybe even a step back, but it was a foot in the door. This is one of the biggest clubs in the world. I'm. How is how is he going to respond from this? Is the is the cost going to go right? Why don't you slide me a blank check and I'll fill out some numbers and slide you back to the DC United brass because you're now wanted by the higher ups. Maybe not the coach, but again, coaches are interchangeable at, at a level like PSG. So in six months' time, a year's time, do they come back with a new coach that maybe sees there is a fit for Acosta there? Man. It, it's it's going to be this incredible story that I hope unfolds for us to be able to see because human nature kicks in at some point mm. and you have to be disappointed. I'm disappointed for him. Yeah. I can't even imagine being in that spot. I mean, you tell me, Cal, how would you feel? Yeah, disappointed is the obvious <laughs> word, isn't it? Yeah, and, and as you said, it's it's a crying shame for someone of his calibre. He, he's really done ever so well. Served everything to Wayne Rooney on a platter, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he really made it very easy for Look, Wayne Rooney when he came over. Yeah. He's great for the league. We, yeah. we, we enjoy having him in the league because he makes the league exciting. He is a, he's a, a transformative player. But also keep in mind, six months ago before Wayne Rooney was was introduced in DC lineup, DC United lineup, People are also saying that Acosta hasn't really found his footing yet in the MLS. Mm. And now six months later, he is, you know, he, he's, he's reportedly being sold to one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. And, and you start to say, is the Wayne Rooney effect, 
you're talking jersey sales, you're talking now they're, uh, they're internationally getting coverage from around the world because of Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. If you would have sold him for this, you would have paid for Wayne Rooney and been able to hopefully find the next Acosta from Boca Juniors as well. Yeah. And it's not bad business for DC United. So I hope it wasn't because of $1.5 million. But I also hope for Acosta's sake it wasn't uh, <laughs> because, you know, Tuchel didn't like him or uh, I don't know. It's just a... Uh, a crazy crazy scenario that just encapsulates why we've been gripped to the tv for the last three hours you <laughs> and i refreshing twitter for the deep dive on on deadline day it's it's really put the pretty bow on top of how crazy deadline day can be in the world of football crazy day crazy world intriguing stuff jay thank you very much for your time really appreciate it thanks to you for listening to our loons dive mls deadline day special and world football deadline day special don't forget you can download the minnesota united app and for all the latest keep it right here on mnufc.com you've been listening to a minnesota united production